It's time for Love Talk with the Lovelies, Kathy, Carrie, and Evelyn. Love talking today about decisions. Thank you, Gavin. This is Evelyn, and we are in the studio today. We are pumped. We're excited, and we've got some real special news to all of you. And in the studio with me is our sweet friend, Miss Carrie. Hello, listeners. This is Coach Carrie Brinkater. It is great to be in studio. I love it when Miss Evelyn says pumped. It, <laughs> I don't know why that cracks me up, but I love it. It's a word that we use a lot in mm-hmm. athletics, Miss Evelyn. So I like it when you say that. I'm pumped to be here today, too, um, talking about decisions here on Love Talk today. Good ones and bad ones. That's right. And, you know, deciding to do things sometimes is hard. And uh, I love this series that we're in today. Small decisions over time can really impact our lives. And on the line today, we also have our great and wonderful, beautiful friend, Kathy Enderbrock. Hey, Kath. Welcome. Hey, Carrie. Hi, Evelyn. It's great to be calling in and and being with you guys, both of you from uh, Boise, Idaho. It's a little bit chillier up here in Boise than it is in Texas right now. But uh, there's there's a lot of love and a lot of warmth coming from the KTXW studio. And I'm looking forward to this Love Talk program on on decisions. You know, with the start of the year, we have some decisions ahead of us and we want to make good decisions. We want to make the right decisions. And this series that we're in is just opening my eyes so much to the impact of our decisions Mm -hmm. and how much God helps us as we seek after him to make the, the right decisions and the best decisions. And I'm having a great time in this series, and I'm looking forward to the show today. Absolutely. You know, listening friends, if you want to go back and check out our archives, you can always go to Love Talk Network, and you can get all the past shows from the Love Ladies there on Love Talk Network, and you can listen to those Anywhere, anytime, while you're working out, while you're sitting at your desk at work, while you're driving in the car, you can just download those and they're right there for your listening pleasure. Miss Evelyn, what is going on in your world? You have, oh friends, Miss Evelyn's going to be 89 in just a few weeks. And I tell you what, she's always moving and shaking and living for Jesus. What's on your plate now, Miss Evelyn? Well, uh, just trying to keep a sense of humor, stay on focus, uh, love people, help them uh, smile. Uh, Gavin and I had a little thing this morning. He's not feeling well. And so I said, okay, we're going to pray. You know, we do all these other things, but we're going to pray. But, you know, it's a wonderful time in the year for us. We are working uh, on the new book. And uh, it's exciting to know that we've got something to say that will help bring people together. And it's called Love Talking and Love Walking with Jesus. Not across the world, but with Jesus. And we're just bouncing back strong with from some health issues. Finally determined, I, I didn't get to go to church for nine weeks. Finally determined it was uh, an after effect of a cold that I had, which was the result of getting a flu virus. Oh, Miss Evelyn, you were uh, down in bed for a yes, little while. Yes, just and still, you know, I'm, uh, I'm shifting a little bit. But you know what? I've learned some things during this time, and I know that um, it is important for us to uh, take care of our bodies. But I'll tell you the one, the most important thing is to 
measure our goal. What is it? What is it from God's Word that gives us instruction for the day and help for the future? And so I'm excited. And you know, for an old woman, I'm excited. You know, that's not only taking care of our body, Miss Evelyn. That's taking care of our mind. And honestly, I think that's the, you know, the biggest muscle that we have there. It uh, <laughs> it can lead us astray and it can lead us uh, in the right direction. So taking care of our minds by getting into the word is a big part of our health journey. Now, Kathy, you know, um, before Christmas, uh, we were praying for your mom, and we talked about your mom quite a bit on the show because she had a bad fall. But, we, you know, a couple of weeks, we haven't over the last couple of weeks heard an update on how your mom is doing. Can you give us an update? Yeah, thanks, Carrie. Ah, oh, you know, all of the prayers that just poured out from all over were just so appreciated. And she is doing great. And, you know, I think. One of the things that Eric said when mom fell over uh, right before Christmas, right around the first week of December, and she broke her hip. Well, she is 79 years old, and Eric said, oh, baby, sweetie, this is bad. Usually, if you break a hip at this age, you know, there's a lot of complications, and you don't always come back from it. And I said, no, 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 this is my mom here, Eric. I'm like, my mom recovers from everything. My mom repairs from everything. I mean, she's broken shoulders, and she always comes back because she has this attitude and this focus that never says, woe is me. This is horrible. Why me? This shouldn't be me. She says, okay, I'm. this is what's happening. This is what we've got to do to get better. Let's get on with it. And she is just doing great. And um, I, I just, she had fantastic doctors, really appreciate everyone's prayers around the the team that took care of her. her the nursing staff was fantastic. And uh, her physical therapist now just has her really uh, pushing it. And um, so she's she's doing great. I mean, every time the physical therapist comes they just can't believe how well she is doing and so we're just so grateful for that and um so that you know mom's in new mexico she's not right up here with me which is kind of difficult sometimes but i know she's in really good hands with some of my other brothers and sisters and with daddy especially so we're just up here in idaho in enjoying this uh semester of school Um, i Stayed up late with my baby girl last night, uh, who's at Baylor, and she's trying to get her summer internships all lined up. And so she had some applications that were due, and we stayed up last night till about 11 p.m. just finishing off some of those applications. So it's kind, of, it's a busy time. I think there's always something to do when you have kids and when you're having fun, um, kind of experiencing what they're going through in life. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's been a big week for us. My baby turned 15 this week and uh, my baby giant, I should say, he's turned 15 this week. What a joy he is. And all of his friends at the house. I, I just love it. So we've had a, a great week. I'm, um, I don't know if I've told my listeners, but my daughter and I are, we're training for a half marathon that we are running in April. I've never run that far in my life. Even when I was running cross country in college, I never ran these kind of distances. So I, here at 46, I'm really pushing myself out of my comfort zone. Now, I don't want you to get the wrong idea. 
we're training to run in the same race, but our training schedules are vastly different. <laughs> she is way faster than I am. And, um, and so, but I, I'm enjoying it. I really am. Uh, it's, uh, definitely something to keep my eye towards. And of course, we're enjoying basketball season. Got a big game coming up this week. So just super excited about the future and all the things that are going on. So decisions, friends, decisions. Let's look at our key verse for today. Philippians 3, 13 and 14. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. We are going to break down these two verses today, uh, friends, and really take a look at how these are impacting our lives. Decisions are, are so important. And, you know, before we started this series, I didn't realize how many decisions I actually make during a day. <laughs> but it's quite a bit. And it's so funny. My family will be like, oh, I just made a decision. Oh, you know, <laughs> where we start talking about it. Every dis- small decision. I want you to think about this, listening friends. Every small decision we make to follow God is worth it. Mm -hmm. And in the end, we'll see how they all add up. You know, I think sometimes we get so entrenched in our day and so entrenched in the things that we do, we forget that, um, you know, the small decisions to follow God are worth it. They're worth it. So these verses in Philippians have really spoken to me over the last few weeks. So let's go ahead and get right into it. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. This is Paul speaking, and he's telling people, like, I I don't get it yet. I know I'm not there yet. I know I haven't arrived yet. But here's some things I do know that the Lord wants for me to forget what is behind And to strain for what is ahead and to press on for the goal to win the prize. So we really have three things to discuss today as these, as we pick apart these verses. They're forgetting what is behind. Now, Miss Evelyn, you know that we have a lot of different translations, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So in, in several of the translations, it'll say to forget what is behind. Or forgetting the things which are behind. Okay? But no matter what translation you look at, it's about forgetting the past. Forgetting the failures. The the things back there. Mm. Right? The problems. Disappointments. There you go. And then the second thing is to strain for what is ahead. We're really going to look at these words. To stretch forward. Mm. To strain ahead to those things before. So we now have the things back there Mm -hmm. now we have the things in front of us the things that we're going toward all right and then number three is to win the prize Uh right what is the prize what is the prize grace grace we we are going to get all over that as we go through the program today so that prize right pressing toward the goal the prize you know i uh, you opened the show today, Miss Evelyn, talking about what is the goal. Mm-hmm. And as Christians, we all have the same goal. And in your personal life, you might have different goals, personal goals, 
right? So as we come back from break, I really want to start with number three, Miss Evelyn. We're going to work a little bit out of order. But it's important to know what the prize is. Can I tell people now? Yes. It's grace. Grace. Run the race of grace. You go past the Bema seat, and we'll talk about that. Mm. And the prize you get is grace. Uh, and we're going to talk about what is grace. What is that? And why are we working toward that? And and do we already have it? How do we get it? All of those things, friends, forgetting, straining the prize. When we return to Love Talk, right after this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You have found the Love Ladies right here on The Bridge, Austin, 1120 AM, 101 FM. What a delight it is to have you listening to us today. We pray, our prayer is always to bring love your way, Christ's love your way. That's Miss Evelyn Davison's dream 35 years ago when she started this program that we call Love Talk. And, you know, we're talking about decisions in this segment. And Paul had a lot of decisions to make as he went through his life. And we're examining these verses in Philippians as he's writing to the church at Philippi and He talks so eloquently about the prize, Mm -hmm. and he talks of forgetting and straining. Now, Miss Evelyn, before we went to the break, you just, you can't wait, and so you had to tell our (laughs) listeners, the prize that Paul is talking about is God's grace. Mm -hmm. Now, Miss Evelyn, we only get that grace through what? What? Through the love of the Lord Jesus. And it is exciting. Uh, Paul did a lot of writing about races, you mm-hmm. know, and, and the, the ultimate, uh, into a race was what was called the Bema Seat. And Kathy's going to tell us a little bit about that later. But that's the place you get rewarded. And when we look at the race of grace, God's grace in us, that motivates us to do the things that he's trained us to do. He's in, enabled us to do. And when we look at that, we look at what grace really is. And it's a race. <laughs> and um, the God's, it's God's race and Christ's excitement. It's like we're a winner. We run the race. Yes. Christ won it for us. <laughs> and that's hard to get a concept, a visual concept of. But it is a heart thought that it'll change your life if you think well this i'm in the race and it's for grace god give me grace and that's the excitement of what christ already has done well and we we receive that grace through our relationship with jesus christ and that's the ultimate prize in the that's mm-hmm. what paul is talking about this grace that you receive is through this relationship with jesus it's that simple you know it in in the verses directly ahead of Philippians um of Philippians 3:13 and 14 so in you know 9 through 12 Paul takes us through his experience before he met Christ and he he kind of was a mess who thought he had it all together i i, I feel like that many days well he thought he had the law and the law was the answer and it is love is the answer that you know that's a great way to put it miss evelyn he had the law he knew thing he knew forward and backward the law and he he thought that was the key 
to living this great life. And Jesus tells us different. He says it's not about laws and rules and regulations, folks. It's about a relationship with me, and I will show you the way. That's the prize. You know, Paul thought he had it all together before his conversion experience. And, you know, he was kind of the trifecta. He was this this uh, Jewish man, right, Miss mm-hmm. Evelyn, that knew Jewish? the law. Law. He was the law. He was the law. And he was in Rome, yet he knew the Greek language. And so he kind of had this trifecta going on for him. Now, Kathy, I know you know a lot about Paul. You've actually traveled some places that Paul traveled. Uh, could you tell us a little bit more about this mess who thought he had it all together? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, if anybody wants to to read on to get kind of a little bit of insight into where his heart was, you can go back to Acts chapter 9 and just even look through verses 1 through 31. I mean, Paul was incredibly well educated Mm -hmm. and he was uh, a Pharisee of Pharisee, Jew of Jews. I mean, he kept the law. He was uh, he came from a town which gave him. A Roman citizenship because of where he was born, what he was born up into. He had, uh, he was considered a Roman citizen, which was incredibly unusual for yes. a Jew. I mean, it's, you can, it's amazing how God prepared this specific individual, um, and raised him up to do these incredible things. But, you know, Paul had a choice before him. He had a decision to make. And we, when we meet him in Acts, We see him in this place with incredible power, incredible authority, a very strong mind, but all he could do was hate. And, and I mean, he hated this person, Jesus Christ. He, he could not see straight. He could not think clearly because he hated this person, Jesus Christ, so much. And because he hated Jesus Christ, he hated his followers. So any um, animosity he had towards Christ, Christ was now uh, what Paul considered dead. Paul thought he was he was dead. He saw Christ being crucified. He'd heard all the rumors about Christ uh, being alive. But, you know, he made up all kinds of excuses about how that could possibly be true. And so he turned on all of the followers. He thought, you know, I've taken mm-hmm. care of, of this Christ person you know, the, the um, priests have, have um, made sure he's dead and taken care of. Now I'm going to go after all of his followers and make sure that there's not a single one left. And uh, you can see him in, in Acts chapter 9 just spewing hate, and you can see him being completely consumed by it. And then we see on the road to Damascus, he was confronted with the living Christ. Christ appeared to him. It's just absolutely fantastic. And, uh, and so Paul, this is, this is the great thing. When he was confronted with the truth, he understood what was at stake. He understood that if, as he was confronted with the truth, the living Christ, if he were to accept the living Christ, he would be completely abandoning this incredibly bright future that he had before him in order to follow Christ. And he did what he knew was the right thing when he realized that he was standing in opposition to God, 
that was the one thing with Paul that he wanted to be right before God. He wanted to be in right relationship with God. He wanted to bring glory to God. And up to the point where he meets Christ, he thought he was doing that. But Christ said, you know, Paul, you're the one who is standing on the wrong side. You're the one who's standing against me. And uh, so Paul, he he completely converted. And, and if you look in your Bible, the little heading will be like Paul's conversion experience or Paul's conversion, Paul on the road to Damascus. And it's just absolutely amazing. It is. And, you know, we t- we talk about when we talk about leaving behind things so often we think, oh, we're leaving behind all the bad stuff. And there was definitely bad stuff that Paul had to leave behind. I mean, the knowledge that he stood there and held everyone's jackets and cheered them on as they were stoning Stephen to death. Um, one of the disciples of Christ stoning him to death, Paul had to say, Paul had to not let that beat him up for the rest of his life. But another thing that Paul had to leave behind was all the notoriety, all of his high position within society, all of his high position within the church. I mean, Within the synagogue, I would say, I mean, Paul was a rock star and he had to walk away from a life of ease and a life of abundance in order to follow the one true God, in order to follow Christ. He had to he had to walk away and and leave behind all of the good stuff or all of the stuff that he previously had thought was um, what life was all about. And so. I just I I love this because the fact that that Paul will come back and say, hey, guys, we have to get things in perspective. We have to know what our prize is. Our prize is grace. It is a relationship Mm -hmm. with Jesus Christ. That is the prize that Paul grabbed a hold of that made him willing to leave everything else behind and to strain towards what was ahead. You know, that's like, yeah, I, 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 I love it. You know, what God did to him to get him to the position, God blinded him. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. blind for two years. He could not look at his own value. He got that from what it was the, that he had never experienced before, and that was the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, his words in Philippians really ring true. Um, you know, he says, when I saw the value of mm-hmm. Christ... And when I saw that salvation was only in Christ, not through this law, not through these rules, I took everything that once was gained, that I thought was my gain, and I counted it as a loss, and I abandoned it for Christ. I mean, it's it's unbelievable to think that, Um, you know, I mean, he saw the true value Mm -hmm. of Jesus. And, you know, friends, that's the prize. That's the prize is Jesus allows us to grow personally and spiritually as we get to know him. He wants that for us as we get to know his heart. And what did Paul gain in Christ? He gained the knowledge of Christ. He gained the righteousness of Christ. He gained the power of Christ, the fellowship of Christ. He gained the glory of Christ. So, girls, Mm -hmm. I, I read this little story that in 1992... A giant container-carrying cargo ship uh, was leaving Hong Kong and traveling to the United States. 
And at some point during its journey, um, 12 of those giant shipping containers fell off the cargo ship. And they fell into the ocean. And one of those containers contained about... 28,000 little yellow rubber duckies, right? The kind that you use in the bathtub, right? Little yellow rubber duckies. And they spilled out into the Pacific Ocean. And do you know that for 20 years, those ducks washed up (laughs) on beaches all over the place? Okay, for 20 years, girls, 20 years, Those little duckies were washing up on beaches in Hawaii, the United Kingdom, South Africa, the Arctic. It was actually a great way for scientists to study, you know, wave patterns in the oceans and things. But I'll ask you this question before we go to the break, friends. Just like those yellow rubber duckies (laughs) that washed up on the shore for 20 years, Mm -hmm. do we allow our past mistakes to continue to wash up over joy away. and take everything away that we know that Christ can give us? That's what he did to Paul. We'll answer that question when we return to Love Talk right after this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Love Talk. You have found the Love Ladies. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkater, always in studio with the First Lady of Love, <laughs> Mrs. Evelyn Davison, and our beautiful, beautiful co-host on the line, Kathy Indebrock, coming to us from Boise, Idaho. So thankful for everything that... Um, each of these gals' inputs, because we're all so different. We all bring something so different to the table here as we discuss these topics every single week. And today we're talking about Paul and his verses in Philippians 3, verse 13 and 14. I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, I'm going to forget what's behind. I'm going to strain toward what's ahead, and I'm going to press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me. Before we went to the break, told a little story about the rubber duckies that were lost at sea <laughs> and how they washed up on the shores of many different nations across the world for 20 years. And it just got me to thinking that story, you know, how many times do we let things from our past just continue to wash over us? Mm-hmm. You know, Miss Evelyn, I can remember things from 20, 30 years ago that I'm like, golly, why, why did I do that? Or why why did that happen? And, you know, it, it can wash over you and it can put small doubts in your head. And do we allow this? Is this what God wants for us? You know, the prize that Paul talks about is free, Miss Evelyn. Mm-hmm. It's free to all those who call on the name of the Lord. In fact, in Romans ten thirteen it says, all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. So why do these verses directly ha- ahead of the prize Implore us to make decisions, Miss Evelyn. These are decisions with God's help to forget the past and to strain for the future. So, Kathy, man, help me out with that. Why, <laughs> why are we to forget the past and strain for the future? Well, you know, our, our past decisions, our, our future choices, every, all the decisions we make, they can either hinder us from becoming closer to God or they can bring us closer to God. And, you know, Bible Hub points out, and I think this is so, so just right on, is that Paul was the most dangerous enemy of Christianity. But after he turned to Christ, he became its Mm -hmm. most powerful 
promoter. His weapons of destruction against the Christian people were turned into weapons of construction that ignited the church. And I just, I love that. And so we have to, I love that quote that you talked, that you mentioned earlier in the program that every small decision to follow God is worth it. Friends, it is, it is worth it. And in the end, we will get to see how they mm. all add up. Evelyn, I would, I'd like to get, hear your thoughts on this. Have you ever had a time where um, you've made small decisions to follow God and you saw the fruit of those decisions when they all added up? You know, we have a lot of experiences like that, Kathy, and I know you and Carrie have as well. But the one I I think about a lot is when my dad was drafted into World War II and we had to move and give up a lifestyle that was pretty high. Um, and my mom had to get a job. And uh, we had an extended time at school because so many women had not worked. At the, you know, you didn't work. You mm-hmm. just you worked at home. And um, we had a choice of what kind of um, enrichment uh, class we could go to. And I chose writing. Has I chose writing. impacted and, you every day since. And so I had the experience of radio because that's what my dad did, and I didn't like that. But it's an amazing thing how when you begin to write and people begin to know who you are, uh, come to you when they've got something special. And that's what Gene did when when the bridge came. We mm-hmm. I was on another station, or we, we, we both were, and just overnight it was gone. We, you know, every decision, whether it's small or big, or if it's free or it costs money, uh, God can use in our life if we allow him to. And, and mm-hmm. you know, I don't know how, if that's a good example or not, but I think about it a lot. You know, mm-hmm. I love to write. We've we've done the Good News Journal for 25 years. Uh, we have we are looking for a partner in that because I, I just don't have the ability and the health to continue doing that. It's just, uh, even with Van. Uh, but we're trusting God. Mm-hmm. You know, if this is a gift, 25 years of going into the marketplace. And telling the story of Jesus and his love. And I don't know what God's going to do with it. Wow. A small decision mm-hmm. in fourth grade mm-hmm. that led to countless books that you've written. I, I can't even imagine how many articles you've written, Miss Evelyn, and Bible studies. And, mm-hmm. you know, just deciding to use that for the glory of God. Well, and I was not a Christian at the not time. Not at that time. But, but it led me to mm-hmm. the source for get, being equipped. But you decided to use that talent after yes. you became a Christian. You'd yes. use that talent for yes. the glory of God. So <clears throat> let's look at the at the beginning of these verses. Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. <laughs> you know, I, I, I asked myself the question, is forgetting even biblical? How can this be true, right? Are we supposed to forget things? Well, yes. Yes, friends, we are. In fact, we're commanded to do that. As followers of Christ, the Bible gives us instances of forgetting the past. And we should forget and we should forget things in order to become closer to Christ. So forgetting and moving forward is absolutely biblical. Just like those little rubber duckies washed up on the shore for twenty years, we do not want our mistakes, our trash, plaguing us for years to come. Isaiah forty three, eighteen to nineteen, forget the former things. 
Do not dwell on the past. Could it get any more plain than that, Miss Evelyn? Not really. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing new th- a new thing, and now it springs up. I just I, those verses are so comforting to me. Let me say it again: Isaiah forty three, eighteen and nineteen. Forget it. Don't worry about it. Don't dwell on that. I'm doing a new thing now. Like, let's move forward. We're turning. Uh, we're turning around here. And what if instead of shame and regret, we had something to, you know, diffuse the accusation? What if when our memory of failures comes to mind, we have our disposal to put that to rest? We have tools in our pocket to use to put those things in the past and to put them to rest. What if we don't have to be slaves to our past decisions or our past failures? What if we had a way to shut those voices up and clean up the trash? You know what? God tells us right there in Isaiah, we have a way. You know what? Don't dwell on it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm doing a new thing here, folks. I, I'm doing a new thing. Let, get on board. It's springing up. Second Corinthians five seventeen and 18. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us this ministry of reconciliation. I, you know, <clears throat> one more verse. I, I, I got. I, there's plenty. I could go on and on. <laughs> Psalm 103:12. As far as the east is from the west, so far has He removed our transgressions from us. You know, we could do a whole show on how far the east is from the west, Miss Evelyn. They never actually touch each other. You never actually go east to get west. Right. That means he's removed it forever. As far as you can imagine, those transgressions are gone. So, ladies, what are specifically some of these things, Miss Evelyn, that we should make conscious decisions to forget? Well, you always look at the past and you see all the things that you failed to do, to do, or you failed at. Yeah. Now, that's poor grammar. But we we could walk a world book on experiences that we had from, from the time we learned to make our own decisions. Uh, our past successes, and I think sometimes successes are more dangerous than failures. You know, I think I think you're right, Miss Evelyn. I think our past successes kind of make us exhale for a second, right? Like, oh, I can take a break. I I taught that Sunday school class, you know. <laughs> I did a good job. I did a good job. And I ta- I've, been, I've been there. I've done that. I don't need to do that anymore. So I am exhaling, mm-hmm. right? Our past successes, we, we want to celebrate our value mm-hmm. by looking back at those successes and going, I am something. I did some things. Yeah. And they can really hold us back from moving forward in God's grace. Well, you know, failed decisions or even uh, making a decision uh, to, um, uh, to for today and for tomorrow is as dangerous as looking back at failed decisions. Mm-hmm. Because once you fail at something, you think, well, you know, I'm not good at that. I'm not going to try that anymore. Sometimes, you know, Jesus never did that. He never gave up on any goal that he had. That's true. And, you know, I think about President Abraham Lincoln Mm -hmm. and, you know, he failed. He ran for Senate and he he ran for all these public offices and kept failing. And and he ended up being the president of the United States, a very wonderful president who accomplished many things. 
You know, we look back at failed relationships, Miss Evelyn, you know, that friendship that went wrong or maybe that marriage that went wrong or that engagement. Um, And and we think, you know, will I ever get any future love opportunities? Will I make the same mistakes in the future as I did with this friendship that I know I messed up in the past? You know, and we can cause those things to really, I mean, those things can cause us to, I I mean, we can just beat ourselves up over those things. Um, I do that regularly. I know. <laughs> and, and we can get in a pattern, right, Miss mm-hmm. Evelyn? We can right. get in this ugly little pattern of allowing ourselves to dwell on those things yeah. that... If only I had done this. Mm-hmm. You know, we get up in the morning. Well, if only I'd done this yesterday, I wouldn't have to do it today. There's a... a what? Uh, go ahead, Kathy. Do you, I mean, I don't know why, but I think of Kanye West. I mean, look at someone mm-hmm. who literally, very literally is a rock star, incredibly successful, Married to one of the Kardashians. I mean, this is Hollywood of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And yet he has said, you know what? Forget all that. I want to be about Christ. And Oosh. so he has been ridiculed and mocked and everything. But he is now having these revivals where he has seen hundreds and thousands of people uh, over the course of these different revivals coming to Christ and accepting Christ. And he is impacting his generation the way that no other peer of his can possibly touch. I mean, that's phenomenal. He has had to put his pride in check and follow Christ no matter the ridicule, no matter the cost. And it has just amazed me to sit back and, and watch this and very literally just to praise God for what he's doing. What I would have seen would have been an impossible thing to take the heart of a Hollywood rock star and and do what he has done with, with Kanye West. The power of Jesus. When we return, friends, to Love Talk, we'll continue to talk about these, the, these, these things we should forget in the past, but we will also turn and look at what we should be straining for and stretching for in the future when we return to Love Talk with the Love Ladies right after this. Decisions, decisions. Welcome back to Love Talk. This series, I just love it. I, I've been telling my friends about it and telling my family about it because I've never really thought about it like this. You know, Kathy just did a great job of kind of lining out this idea of let's look at all these people in the Bible that made decisions and had to make decisions and some of them made really horrible decisions <laughs> and how that impacted their lives. And what are the decisions we're making on a day-to-day basis that are impacting us and impacting others? So as we look at these scriptures that Paul, Paul penned in the book of Philippians to the church at Philippi, he says, hey, guys, I don't get it yet. Like, I, I haven't arrived. I'm not perfect, but I, I know That Christ is commanding me to forget these things that are behind and to strain for these wonderful things for the future. You know, there's a a very um, prolific uh, speaker now. She's also a, she's on, you know, all the social media. Her name is Candace Payne. Have you seen her? She got kind of got famous with the whole uh, Chewbacca mask and her laugh. She's absolutely hilarious and she loves Jesus. And uh, she kind of coined this phrase, and I, it sounds bad when it comes out of my mouth, but she coined the phrase, shut the should up, S-H-O-U-L-D. Like we always say, I should have done this, I should have done that. And she's mm. like, no, 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 shut it up. Shut it up. Stop it. 
I'm glad you told me that. I got I got to work on that one today. Right? Like, stop it. Stop saying I should have done this and I should have done that. Mm-hmm. Okay? You didn't. Now, turn around and move forward. So we, we talked about these things that we should forget, these past failures and lost dreams and burned bridges, and we got to pr- forget our pride and our sin and these things that we beat ourselves up about, and we have to forget our successes. I think that's a hard one, mm-hmm. you know? Forget those successes and the Lord tells us that we got to move forward and look to the future. So, Miss Evelyn, once this past is kind of resolved and, 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 and we have made a conscious decision to forget these things of the past, what's next? Well, you, you have to put the past uh, in the past a lot. But a lot of times in counseling, uh, you can't do that. Sure. You've got to go dig it up. Dig it up. Get the dirt off of it and redirect it in another, you know, uh, in another direction. Well, you have to resolve it back That's there, right. right? You know, you've got to do the best you can. Mm-hmm. In fact, I was thinking coming in this morning about a relationship, of a, you know, years ago that uh, a lady got mad at me and she has never gotten over it. Mm-hmm. But it was because she did something that uh, I had asked her not to do and she did it anyway. Mm-hmm. And. You know, you never forget those. Those are wounds that you cause, you create. But more important, as important as that is, is the wounds that you have in your own heart and own life. Yeah. And so, you know, you can't, you can't erase that. That's part of living for today. Mm-hmm. And Philippians 3.13 says, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. Wow, that's wow. a big one. Straining, stretching, pursuing. Some some scriptures say yeah. pursue it, you know, it's it's deciding to go after that prize, Miss Evelyn, mm-hmm. and not just kind of wallow around in our current condition, right? And yeah. you bring up a good point, Miss Evelyn, that I don't want to just skip over. You bring up the counseling piece and how, you know, we got to get back there sometimes and, and, and really mm-hmm. just resolve it. We got to go back there and make peace with whatever's happened back there mm-hmm. before we can move ahead. And I think that's very, very important for our mental health, our mental stability, and uh, and moving forward for what God wants for us in the future. Well, well, and I, I mean, I think very specifically as well, the Scripture addresses each of those things in our past that we feel are holding us up. If it's if it's a weakness. God says, hey, where you're weak, I am strong. Mm-hmm. You need to rely on me. If it's a lost dream, we need to know, hey, God's plans for us mm-hmm. are far better and far loftier than our plans for our lives ever could have been. I mean, if there's burned bridges, he says, hey, I am the mediator among men. And so if we do have these things that we find are holding us back when we're trying to to move forward, go to Scripture Address mm-hmm. it with God in prayer and start moving forward. That's, yes. That's excellent. And, and journalize. Uh, uh, you really need to talk to yourself and make it in a way that you can go back and see what God said. Well, sometimes we forget, Miss Evelyn. You know, we'll go back and we'll go, oh, yeah. Okay, thank you, Lord. I, 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 I know you did that work in my life. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm moving forward. And it is important. So once we've decided to go after this prize and, 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 and resolve some things from our past, you know, we have to become aware that we are to pursue a better condition. And it's not a better position because our position in Christ is fixed. Okay? It, it's, it's by grace through Christ. 
But that better condition he wants for us. I love this quote by John Newton. He wrote Amazing Grace. He was an abolitionist Mm -hmm. and a preacher. And he said, I'm not what I ought to be. I'm not God. (laughs) Right. I'm not what I want to be. I am not what I hope to be in another world, but I, but still I am not what I once used to be, praise the Lord. And by the grace of God, I am what I am. I must grow. I must pursue the prize. What's next, Kathy? If we're going to pursue that prize, what's next? I, I mean, pressing forward. If we're going to pursue the prize, we have to give maximum effort to pursue that better condition. And first, we know that we need it. Then secondly, to pursue it. And uh, Paul says, I press on in order that I may lay hold of that for which also I was. Let me read that again. I press in. I press on in order that I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. We need to know that Christ Jesus has laid hold of us and we can we are, we are not in this alone. We are not on our own, drifting about, trying to figure it out. He has got us. And we, we need to then put forward maximum effort to press on. When Paul uses this word press on, it's a, it's a Greek word, diako, and it means to, I run, I follow after, I pursue, I chase. It's like a, a sprinter, an aggressive, energetic endeavor using all of our might fighting the good fight to press forward and pursue the prize. And there's a scripture in 1 Timothy 6:12 that says, "Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you were made when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses." So friends, we have to be willing to put forward that maximum effort using the means of grace provided to us through Jesus Christ. Well, you know, Paul uses this analogy of running, and I love this, right? I I run, I pursue. So 2020, this summer is the Summer Olympics. It's my favorite, Miss Evelyn. I love the Summer Olympics. I love the track and field. Track and field is by far my favorite. I love the gymnastics, but I love the track and field. (laughs) I just think they're the most beautiful athletes on the planet, they, they're strong, yet they're fast. And he, you know, you never see an Olympic runner look over their shoulder to see who's coming up behind them. You never see mm-hmm. that. You never see that. If they do, they lose time. And in the Olympics, a split second matters. Don't look back because it's irrelevant. It does not allow us to keep our eye on the prize, which is forward. You know, this is good advice. Perfectionist, you know, they're kind of always looking back at the past, reminding everybody of their past achievements or the legalists who are looking to the past so that they can remind everyone of all of their failures. Right. Man, those are two areas where I struggle. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I struggle. struggle. With that too. And verse 13, it just it just continues to tell us to reach forward, to stretch, to strain. That literally means stretching every muscle. Like Kathy just said, maximum effort to reach for what's in front. And again, Miss Evelyn, I want you to remind our readers why. I mean, our listeners, <clears throat> why? Why do we strain forward? Why do we do that? To be like Christ. To be like Christ. To be like Jesus. To be a billboard of mercy, goodness, grace, and fondness. Mm. You know, we've got to love people. 
we've got to show them that that they're they are valuable in God's plan. Um, a few years ago, Kathy and I had an experience that I, every day, I guess there's hardly a day that goes by that I don't think about that. It was a really um, was a difficult thing uh, with another another person that was involved, and mm-hmm. I still think about that. And I'm sure Kathy does, but Kathy mm-hmm. was so good. When we sat at that table and said, face it, this is where you are, and she had a drug problem, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it was so hard to do, mm-hmm. so hard to do. But you know what? The prize is to be like Christ and love them if mm-hmm. they'll let you love them. Many times they don't. They're just gone, and you don't even know where they are. It's that amazing gift of mm-hmm. grace right. that he gives us. So the grace is, it's. Your acronym from earlier, Miss Evelyn, with grace, and it was God's race and Christ's excitement. Absolutely. <laughs> I love that one. I love that. You know, listening friends, I'll ask you a few questions as we wrap up Love Talk today. What is keeping you from experiencing all God has to offer? Are you willing to make that decision today to press forward, to stretch, to strain for that prize? Maybe you've never accepted Christ and you want to hear more about Jesus. Call us on the love line at 512-249-6535. Maybe you're a Christian and you're holding on to that past and you're stuck in those past regrets or you're stuck in your past successes. Mm -hmm. And they're keeping you from the face of Jesus and from stretching towards that prize of showing others the loving and saving grace of Jesus Christ. You know what? Maybe you're weary and you just need encouragement to keep striving for what is ahead. You've been striving, but you don't see the fruit. You're praying for that kid. You're praying for that marriage. And and you're weary. I'm here to encourage you today, friends, to keep your eye on that prize. Mm. Jesus loves you. He sees you. He loves you. He's got his arms wrapped around you. And in the encouraging words of Jehoshaphat, he says, we do not know what to do, but we will keep our eyes on you. takes courage, friends. It takes Jesus. We love you so much here at Love Talk. Again, if you need us, please call us on the love line, 512-249-6535. Find us on lovetalknetwork.com. And we will see you right here next week. For my beautiful friends, Miss Evelyn Davison and Kathy Endebrock, I am Coach Carrie Brinkater. Have a great week. See you next time on Love Talk.